0: Welcome, I am your host and this is Story U Talk Radio. I am so happy that you have reserved this hour to spend with me and some content I have prepared for you today about having a spiritual breakthrough. This is especially for the journal junkie. Who's a journal junkie? That doesn't sound like a very nice thing to say, does it? Well, really, uh, a journal junkie, (laughs) she's someone that does a lot, a lot of writing, but doesn't really, really take it to that next level of discovery. And we're going to talk a lot about that today because I'm offering an in-home workshop in the West Seattle area on June 9th and again on July 7th, where we're going to talk especially about this for the day. It's um, I, I turn my home into my classroom, just like I turn this radio show into my classroom. It's a lot of fun for me to share content that has helped me grow and, and feel like my life is much more enriched and I, I gotta say the the more I offer it, the more i'm I'm just rooted in the fact that I get to reflect on on how I have grown and where where are my obstacles right now. If I'm not really sharing this stuff with with people like yourself, then you know it's just easy to get a little stuck. So I invite you to check out my website www.coachdebbie.com, and that's d e b b y .com where i have my summer workshops for june posted and then you'll see similar ones soon for july and then some brand new ones in august and september and these workshops always get us ready for the bigger stuff And the bigger stuff that I offer, for one, is a mastermind group. And this is people that are really wanting to connect with others and focus intently and simplify honestly and get really, really, really into whatever that thing is that you're being purposeful about. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's your love affair. Maybe it's the baby that's on the way. Maybe it's the book you're writing. Whatever it is, you have decided you're going to go for it. And a mastermind groups help you stay on task. We give you good tips and tricks. Uh, we really build hearty foundations that you can work with, not only in the group, but as you grow as an individual. So I offer those through zoom so you can do those no matter where you live even if you're in australia i think you're about 24 hours away so uh that that works too if you're in london that's not too far if you're down the street and you don't want to do your hair you can get on a zoom call just put it in a ponytail we'll all forgive you and join us i'd love to have you and again, those mastermind groups are offered at my website, www.coachdebbie.com, D-E-B-B-Y.com. If you ever have any questions, you can go on Facebook Messenger and just send me a, just send me a, a question. I try to respond within the hour. I'll, I'll be honest. Sometimes my emails go to spam. I try to catch it all. But sometimes it goes there. So if you haven't heard from me in 24 hours, do something else. Uh, Send a text, send a Facebook message, call me up, meet me at the cafe, whatever. But um, really, honestly, I've I've got some sort of filter going on with my spam. And it's just sucking everything in. And and I got to figure out (laughs) what that's about. So I'm really trying to be... Very, very thoughtful and scour that clean so that I don't miss anything. But in the chance that I do, uh, maybe Facebook Messenger would work out with us just for a little while here. If you want to write in today, please feel free to join. Who's written in so far? Uh, I wrote you down. We've got a question from Zach. We've got Emily and we've got Marilyn. I am going to attempt to get to all three of you. And anyone else that would like some live coaching today, you can write to me at Facebook Messenger, either at my professional page, which is Coach Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y, or at my personal Facebook page, Debbie Handrich. It's just like it sounds, H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. I might have a cousin or two out there, so make sure you get the blonde, okay, the the blonde girl sitting in the white chair that's me you could get gutsy and call in we are at 1150 a.m. kknw in seattle but we'll take your call from anywhere and the phone number is 1 888 298 5569 or if you're local 425 425- 373 5527. And when you call, you know who you're going to talk to. You're going to talk to our wonderful engineer here, Eric Ryder, and you're going to hear this voice. Say hello, Eric.
1: Hey, hello. Happy How, Thursday.
0: Oh, thank you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
0: Good, good. Did you have some busy people in here right before me? Did I see a whole group heading down the hallway, or were they doing something else?
1: Uh, That group might have been related to something else. Oh, but, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I felt the air conditioning on, and I thought we were just getting the room all ready after a big, nice group had departed from, from this area with uh, a very important message, I'm sure. We do keep it cool in the studio, though, because it keeps the material fresh, so, you know. Ah, Got to do that. Refrigeration <laughs> keeps you young at heart, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's the voice you will all hear when you get gutsy and you call in today. The number is one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. And I just might go to you first. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I do have three people that have written in with. Questions today. So we're going to be addressing that with our topic, Spiritual Breakthrough for Journal Junkies. This might surprise you. Uh, somebody asked me, is it really important to keep a journal if you're not really considering yourself a writer? I mean, aren't journals really for Writers, great question. Uh, this this happened after I had given a, a little speech in Burien uh, to a room. I the assembly was called the Little Burien Assembly, so I thought it would be little. There's actually 500 people there. Big lights, microphones, sound system. I'm gonna take a drink of water. The whole thing. And uh I w- I wasn't expecting that. I thought we were going to sit in a circle and hold hands. Uh-uh. This was a big stage. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for the bigness of it all. But I I came together and I offered this group my best story about what it meant to grow up and have a journal as a friend. But I really kind of couched it as someone that knew she wanted to write as an adult and knew she wanted to teach something. I didn't know what I wanted to teach. So I couched it in that way. And a gal came up to me afterwards and said, you know, is journaling important if you don't want to be a writer? got me thinking. Journaling is important because it gets you in touch with you. And it doesn't matter if you want to be a writer or not. It helps you, for one, reflect. And you might think that your mind is busy, 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 churning over ideas all day long, and it just might be. But reflection is a little deeper than churning. Reflection is when you start to not only think about what has happened in your life or the ideas that seem to matter to you, but you you add a little content to it to help you stay engaged with the memory. So reflections can turn into questions. Maybe you're thinking, you know, should I should I have stuck with that job? Did I de- make the right decision leaving that job? That's actually a, a reflection if you don't write it down, it can just turn into this mind-churning idea of, gosh, I hope I didn't do the wrong thing by leaving that job. You know, I I hope I haven't set myself up for failure by leaving that job. Reflection isn't that. That's just nervous overthinking. Reflection is, who am I now that I've left that job? You go a little deeper. You you reflect. You don't just churn. You go into the story that is on your mind. And, and it's usually something that has recently happened or that is connected to something that happened long ago, but you might have had a recent trigger. So is that valuable only for writers? No. It's valuable for all of us. All of us. Another thing I think any of us get out of journaling is the notion that we would all like to have good memories, good recall, but if you're journaling about things, I'll tell you, my recall is so much better about the things I journal on, especially the dates in which things happened, or the moods that that I was experiencing at the time, any stuckness I felt around an occasion. I can recall who all was at an event. I can recall what was really the goal of that event for me, or I can I can bring back certain bits that are important to me that might easily just fall away if I hadn't journaled about it. And A third thing that I'll leave you to think about is your journal is always just this home and safe haven for your feelings. And really, 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 I hope you can just feel into that, that writers are not the only people with feelings. (laughs) No way. We all have feelings. But the question might be, Are we all in touch with those feelings? Are we giving time to those feelings? Are we attending to our feelings? Are we asking questions of our feelings? Or even as my coach Robert Holden will say, are you meeting your feelings? I used to have, uh, on a regular basis, a Therapist, I started to go to my thirty-third year of life. I just like Jesus Christ. I know he got nailed to the cross when he was thirty-three, and I, I don't make joke of this when I say a lot of us feel that way in our thirty-third year. There's this um, study called biological counseling, biological grafting, which really charts out the similarities many of us have at certain age groups. And 33 is a common year, very, very, very common year in most of us where we we are coming of age again. And we feel like certain things about us have to be sacrificed in order for us to grow to the next level. I believe it's Rudolf Steiner. I, I need to double check on that who began the concept of biographical counseling. And in my 33rd year, I came to understand something, which was that my journal wasn't enough. I needed help. I had too many questions. I had so much sorting I wanted to do. I really needed a guide. And up until then, I was really, really trying to do adulthood all by myself. It's not that I didn't have parents to go to. I certainly did. If I would entertain my mother or my father with a question, they would stop for me. They would talk to me. It wasn't that I didn't have friends. I certainly had friends. But there were times when I just, I didn't understand my own self. And I didn't know where to go with my feelings. I wasn't even sure how to name them. So sometimes I would just settle for this. I would settle for I'm feeling bad. Well, that doesn't really tell you much. What is bad? You know, is bad guilty? Is bad sorrowful? Is bad contemplative? Is bad? What is it? But if you're not conditioned to have a safe place to take your feelings, you might not even know how to name those feelings. So for me, that journal, that journal had been so helpful. But at the age of 33, I decided to go a little bit further and enlist the help of a therapist. And what I learned was that I had sort of become this thing we're talking about today. I had become a spiritual junkie, where I was just writing down one event after another, one time after another, one situation after another, one grievance after another. But I wasn't necessarily trying to transcend where I was at. I wasn't really feeling into the idea that there could be some growth here, if in fact, I was willing to go deeper with those questions. So we're at 20 minutes after the hour here, and I'd like to take our first break. And when we come back, we will be talking. Well, we can't talk to you because you wrote in. But we, we do have a call that uh, we can go to right after the break if you're ready. Well, doesn't that sound nice? We'll be going to a caller. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back.
1: We believe that every baby deserves the best possible start. Unfortunately, not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. By participating in March for Babies, you're joining a community that can solve even the toughest problems. Because together we fight for the health of all moms and babies. And that makes the future brighter for us all. Sign up today at marchforbabies.org. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative
0: Talk 1150. Welcome back. You are listening to Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. Today we are talking about making your spiritual breakthrough, especially if you are a journaling junkie, but even if you're not, There are ways to break through and see yourself in a new light and start to feel a little more ease in your life. We have a caller today. We're going to go to her right now, and I just want to welcome you to the show, Kathy in Kirkland. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. How can I serve you today?
1: Yeah, so... um... I listened to last week, and I, uh, the guest speaker you brought in was talking about the uh, guides.
0: You were listening to last week's show about the guides? Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, so I'm curious. Our guides, what we call angels. She,
0: yes, she was referring to angels. Yes.
1: So how can can I get connected to my guide?
0: That's a wonderful question. The woman you're speaking about that was with me last week is Linda Deer, and it's D-E-I-R. And Linda had gone through a terrible traumatic childhood where she realized that she had basically what we would call a guardian angel with her wherever she went. And what she did was she started to really pay attention to the voices she was hearing in her head. So, Kathy, one thing you might hear sometime is advice in your mind. Can you right now recall any time at all in your life where you have felt like you were, you were hearing some kind of advice to either push you to do something or to get you to back away from an idea? Does an idea like that sound at all familiar to you? It happens
1: to me frequently.
0: It does. Frequently. Okay. Is there one message that you would be willing to share with me that sometimes you feel you hear? Okay. Um, So there was a time
1: I was uh, organizing an event, and I needed to get a set of drums. And I didn't have one or know anybody that had one. I was on campus then. I was wondering, where did we get this drum from? And uh, I was kind of, something dropped in my mind to talk to somebody that was right there in front of me. And I didn't know this person from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I talked with the person and said, you "No, know, I was looking for drums. And it happened to be the person inside charge of drums.
0: And <laughs> he they the had part.
1: it. He had it. And I got it. And it was just, it was just, it was. It was
0: just unbelievable. You know what, Kathy, you're really dialed into this. And and what I mean by that is sometimes we're in a situation that is completely random. It's not planned. It wasn't our intention. But while we're in a state of need, we get this feeling that if we just have the courage to ask, we will receive our answer. And so what I'm hearing you say is you were at an event, you needed these drums, and something inside of you said, why not ask that person? You followed through and there it was. Is that true? Yes, it's true. So you are what I would call tapped in. You have this ability to trust yourself that when you hear a recommendation inside of you, that you're able to follow through. And this is a lot about what I'm helping people do at this workshop, is to understand that we're not crazy when we're at an event and we need a drum set and something says, why not ask that person right over there? We're not crazy at all. Something is coming to us. I'll tell you this, Kathy, I have been at so many events where I either needed a ride home or or I needed someone to give me directions. And I've been standing right next to someone who has turned to me and said, oh, hey, Debbie, we're all heading out. I know you take the bus. Would you like a ride? I don't even have to ask. I'm just happy to stand next to someone that is not only aware of my situation, but is offering what I need. So Kathy, I think I just see you as someone very dialed in. Do you see yourself that way?
1: Oh, yes. But I, I don't have a, a relationship with the guys. I don't know what they look like, how many they are. I want to know more.
0: You know, one thing you might want to start doing then is in your journal is to say, I mean, to actually write it down and say, I would like to have a deeper relationship with guidance. And I am willing to be open to wherever that is. And you're going to find as you go through your day, simply because you wrote it down in the morning or in the evening before, that you are going to have a sense of who are the people that you really want to talk to? Who are the people you want to sit next to? What are the events that you want to be attending? You're going to have an even deeper sense and it's going to feel a lot like that moment when you were at the event and you needed the drums. It's going to feel a lot like that. But because you're being intentional and you're writing it down, you're going to get those what we call hits even more often. So, Kathy, I want to thank you for for calling in today And if you would like to stay on the line, Eric would be happy to take your phone number and I would be more than happy to text you a uh, coupon offer for my upcoming workshops. Thank you so much for calling in today. You You are more than welcome. For the rest of you, I, I want to bring to your attention that Kathy, our caller, was talking about Last week's guest, and her name is Linda Deer, D-E-I-R, and her website is lindadeer.com. She wrote a wonderful book called Guided, and this is a woman who really came to understand that all of us, all of us are touched by a guiding force but will we pay attention to it? If you would like to work with Linda, I encourage you to go to her website, lindadeer.com. And um, if you are in the Seattle area, I also want to encourage you to take a look at um, my website where we do similar work on that. The, The spiritual breakthrough for journal junkies is about learning to listen to your spiritual guidance. But if you are like Kathy and you caught last week's show, please do take a look at Linda Deere's website, lindadeir.com. And um, be sure to follow her book, which is uh, received a book award in 2017. And all of that is mentioned on amazon.com. And the title of her book, once again, is Guided. So what is this idea of really feeling guided? For a a lot of us, I think it's really important to look to what was it that your folks taught you? Start there, even if you disagree with it today, what sort of belief system or foundation or spiritual awareness were your parents putting in place for you? And even if your answer is none, there was nothing, uh, I want to encourage you to go maybe to the next step. How about your teachers? How about relatives? How about that trusted neighbor? What were those foundational footprints, those basic steps that were put in place for you so that you could feel guided. For me, I will tell you that I was raised in a very religious family. And so I had what you would call a relationship with God. And I can say it morphed into all kinds of different things over time. It, in my adult life, I found that I was very connected to 12-step work. In my 40s, I connected with life coaching and mysticism, all kinds of things. But what was important to me was to start to look at what didn't serve me anymore and what would always serve me. I think that's a little bit of what Kathy was getting to on the call is she was asking, if I feel like I'm already hearing from from guidance, how can I call it in even more so? What we call this sometimes is a system of faith. And we often confuse that with just simply being religious. But really, I think there's more to it than that. I think faith is when you assign to some power just a little bit bigger than yourself. And again, it could be that neighbor. It could be your folks. It could be a spiritual foundation or a congregation. But you put faith into something bigger that what you really need and what you're really asking for, you will hear about you will be guided by. For some, it's a philosophy. For those that are really, really in that deep atheist realm where, where the notion of, of anything spiritual or um, any connotation to religion has its threats, I would say find an author. I know someone that went far, 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 far into spiritual, uh, into personal development because of the book by Dale Carnegie, which was something like How to Make Friends and Influence People. That might be the exact title, or I might have it a little bit flipped. Uh, It was huge in the early 80s. A book like that, that offers guidance can for the non-spiritual, the non-religious, the kind of the wary uh, to trust. That can be sort of a welcoming mat into what is faith and what does it look like to try something new. Yeah. Who are your favorite authors? Who has inspired you to get closer to your ideas? when when i was having some struggles of just knowing who to trust one of the authors i enlisted was julia cameron you may have heard of her she is the author of the artist way and everything that takes off from the artist way there there are many versions of that now but that book the artist way was sort of a mm, It helped me establish the idea that my mornings were no longer scary, that authorities could lead me. It helped me open my heart to the idea that I was willing to listen and that I could take my journaling deeper. She had this program called The Morning Pages. I wonder how many of you have practiced this. It's this commitment that when you start your day, you start it with a journal, you start it with three blank pages, and you just go for it. You tell it whatever you need to tell it. Whatever is on your mind, whatever you need to empty out, you just offer it to these three pages. And it's very ironic, but for me, I started to have the faith that This was one of the safest places I could put down my feelings. And I think part of that was because it became ritual in my life. Ritualistic is what I almost said. It became a ritual. In the morning, I knew I was going to get up, throw on my robe, make a cup of tea, get out that journal, and write. Nothing came before that. Not even brushing my teeth. I just write. Whatever's on my mind. Whatever that bad dream was. Whatever those thoughts were that's still aching from the night before. Whatever that was that happened the day before that has caused me to feel I don't have my courage now. You know, I'm saying this out loud to you and it's kind of helping me think I need to bring that spiritual practice back. It really, really helped me in my 30s. She is an author, Julia Cameron, that sort of took the place of a spiritual guide at a time that I didn't want spirituality. It was at a time where I was deeply into books. I was willing to create ritual, but I didn't want to be bothered with the G word. Anywhere I saw the word God, I just ran the other way. I was just having my own Well, as as we were talking about before, my own 33-year-old rites of passage again. And I had to to reckon with that and figure out what was it going to take for me to listen to the higher voices that were guiding me. If you take this a little too black and white, it's just going to sound what people like to call woo-woo. It's just going to sound nuts. But if you really take into consideration that before you do almost anything, you are being guided to either do it or not do it. And you're either listening or you're not. Think about something easy. Think about when you go to the fridge at night and you're reaching for that ice cream bar. There's a voice. There's a voice saying, go ahead. You can have it. You deserve it. Yeah, have two if you want. There's another voice that says, don't do it. You've been good all day. Don't give in to this. You've been counting calories. Don't let me down. And the other voice comes back. Oh, don't listen to her. You can have anything you want. You're a big girl now. Those voices, (laughs) whether you want to believe it or not, are guiding you in one direction or not. But there's even a higher voice, and it's the one that you can really trust. She's not at war with you. She's the one you trust. And how do you get to know her? Well, one of the best ways I know is that you go deeper with that journaling. You get out of the habit of just being that junkie for the journal, and you go into practice. Marilyn, you've been really patient. When we come back after this break, I'm going to take your question and talk to you just a little bit more about developing that writing practice. Stay tuned.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's Tip for Kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Parents make all kinds of choices about their child's health. One important way you can protect your child's health is with vaccines. Viruses and bacteria are unpredictable and even healthy children can develop severe complications. I'm all done. By vaccinating, you can feel good that you're doing everything you can to protect your child from harmful diseases. If you have questions about your child's vaccines, talk with your pediatrician and visit healthychildren.org.
0: New message.
1: Department of the Social Security Administration. The reason of this call is to inform you that your social security number has been suspended for suspicion of illegal activity. If you do not contact us immediately, your account will be deactivated. For more information about this case file, press one or call immediately our department number. This is a scam. Thieves are misusing the Social Security Administration's authority and phone schemes to trick you into giving them money or personal information. They state there is a problem with your social security number or account. They claim there's been suspicious or fraudulent activity and you could be arrested or face other legal action. They even spoof SSA's main customer service telephone number on caller ID. Don't believe them. Don't provide any information. SSA employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent. Just hang up. If you suspect you've been contacted by an SSA scammer, call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271.
0: Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Today we are talking about Making that spiritual breakthrough and really addressing the idea that getting into your journal is a great idea, but the junkie is the one that turns it into a habit that doesn't serve her, hence junkie. We want to help you expand. Who's we? I don't know who we is. I want to help you expand. (laughs) I guess I'm, I'm channeling your guides there when I say we. I'm going to give you a question you might think about when you go to your journal. How would this one serve you? What if just writing aimlessly, what if you also added this question? Who would I be if I was 10% more invested in whatever the situation is you're writing about? So maybe it's work. Who would I be if I was 10% more invested? I got that question from my coach, Robert Holden. And let me tell you, that has served me so much because you can always bump it up a notch when you're ready. Who would I be if I was 20% more invested? One question I love to ask my students, this is one that I created some time ago because I knew it would serve me, was what would happen if I slowed down for just half an hour today? Now, this is at a time when I was going full speed ahead every day, and I wasn't really happy. So the question came to me, and I was kind of on my knees by the time I got to this, what would happen if I slowed down for 30 minutes today, just giving up 30 minutes that I think is so important, what would happen if I just gave that to me? Quickly, I had a list of how I might nurture myself with that 30 minutes. For you, it might be that you make a phone call to someone you care about It might be that you get involved in meditation. It might be that you have time to go for a run. It might be that you have lunch linger just 30 minutes longer. It might be that you hold your kitty cat. It might be that you start a journal. It might be that you give yourself a little time to think about signing up for my workshop, which is this Sunday. Who knows? But giving yourself 30 extra minutes, it can change your life. We had a caller, Kathy, who called in from Kirkland today. And to honor her call, I am giving her a huge discount to any of my Seattle workshops for June. If you want to follow on that trend, just give me a call anytime during June and I will get you connected. Marilyn, thank you for your patience. Marilyn writes in with this question. She says, I was raised in a family where I learned that God was a big, scary guy to fear. I really don't know how to switch that idea off. Some people call it listening to my old tapes. Are you familiar with the idea? I really don't know what it means, and I am open to guidance. Thank you, Marilyn. I I was really touched to get this. Um, I wrote this down this afternoon as soon as your question came in. Marilyn, what you're talking about is this scheme. I really want to give credit to the work of Carolyn Mace, that's M-Y-S-S, or Joe Dispenza, or Bruce Lipton. If you've heard of any of those three people, they do a lot of great work around this notion of reprogramming. And what that means is that you're aware of how you were raised to think. And in your case, you said you were raised in a family where you learned that God was a big, scary guy to fear. So you're aware that that was, shall we just say, the original program. But over time, it's as if you've you've had reason to question it probably very good reason. Should I stick with this idea? Should I stick with the idea that I just want to be afraid? Or for me, the reprogramming was, am I willing to have a relationship with a power bigger than myself? Usually we're introduced to that idea because something really big has happened to us. So think about this, Marilyn. Has anything really big happened where you're willing to surrender a little bit of the old idea away and say, maybe that served me as a kid, maybe it didn't, but I'm willing to try something new. If you try something new for a day, you're in what is called that trial period. But... If you're willing to try something new for seven days in a row, you're starting to develop habit. Oh, I really want to give credit to the person who told me this, and I don't know who it is. But if you're willing to try, maybe, I think it was Daniel Amen. Daniel Amen does a lot of work around the brain, especially the ADD brain. Daniel Amen, A-M-E-N. Says, Mm. I'm trying to pull this back because I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like this. I'm paraphrasing. After 21 days of practicing, whether that's writing or doing, but you're definitely taking an action. I want to emphasize writing is an action. After 21 days of doing something new you are reprogramming what he calls the grooves in your brain. I think this is really fascinating work. And I think, Marilyn, this is what your friends are talking about when they speak of the old tapes. And that's a very common language that is used in psychology, that we have tapes. I know that my therapist used to refer to that, the old tapes. And when you work with someone one-on-one, you begin to, what Joe Dispenza says, you begin to fire and wire together new messages, or if you want to say, new tapes, new programming. So I think it's really a matter of laying down the old. For me, it was really surrendering that I'm not willing to be afraid anymore of guidance. I want to work one-on-one with guidance. And I, I did it with a therapist. I did it with journaling. Later on, I did it as I got into life coaching programs. But it, it was very, very important to me to stick with those 7-day intervals, those 21-day intervals, and as I got familiar with 12 steps, wow, they have this thing called 90 and 90. And that's when you attend 90 of their meetings in a 90-day period. And the reason for that is they're they're helping you sober up. And I don't mean that from an alcoholic viewpoint. I mean it from a sociological viewpoint. They're helping your mind be rid of the old. And if you get a little of it every day, boy, by 90 days, you don't even really remember the old. I mean, I remember being afraid as a young person, but I don't really remember what got me into that. I I don't have the what we would call the fear memory, in my body anymore. I don't get anxious around it. I can remember some of the story, but I've been reprogrammed. That notion that there's something scary out there that controls my life is gone. It's just gone. And it's been reprogrammed. Marilyn, you can do this too. I offer a mastermind group where we go deep on this. And if you'd like to send me a question about it or learn a little bit more, go to www.coachdebbie.com. Always, that is spelled D-E-B-B-Y dot com. I just need a teeny sip of water. And now we're going to go to Zach. Zach writes in and says, I like to see results. <laughs> I'm not good with the esoteric. But I'm up for a breakthrough. I broke my leg last week and I'm still recovering from surgery. Ooh. So my mind is just reacting and racing all the time. It's reminding me of my mistakes. How do I break free of this? OK, Zach. Zach, I can relate. (laughs) I felt your pain when your Facebook message came through. I'm suffering from a shoulder injury right now. Um, There's something about injury that always lets us know that we just went a little too far somehow, you know? we When we're not practiced with our own guidance we interpret it that I did something wrong. I'm injured because I wasn't watching and I slipped on that banana pill. Or I'm injured because I just thought I was so great at snowboarding and I took that hill and I shouldn't have done it. Whatever it is, that that voice can come running in and just say, Bad Debbie, bad Zach." and i'm going to encourage you to just take notice that an injury is to slow us down but it's really not to shame us and we make our breakthrough when we acknowledge that we're really not willing to be shamed anymore but here's the tricky part the only willing the only way to to really cultivate a willingness for something new, is to address the shame. And you might not even recognize it as shame, but it kind of is. So for me, Zach, what I had to do was say, you know what? I feel pretty ashamed (laughs) (laughs) that I got a lot of warnings over the last 10 days, a lot of little sore aches from my shoulder that said, you're doing a little too much. Don't don't do that. Stop that. But instead, I listened to the other voice that said, just just push through that just this time. It's not that big of a deal. Just you've only got two more blocks to go with these groceries. Just keep going. You can carry this heavy bag. I, I, uh, I'm ashamed to say that man, I got so many warnings that I was doing a little too much. And it wasn't until I couldn't raise my right arm that the shame kicked in and I went, okay, okay, okay. I'm willing to stop now. Sorry. Wasn't listening. Sorry. Wasn't paying attention, but I'm willing to stop. And my guess is since you, did you say you had certain, Yeah, you said you're recovering from surgery because you broke your leg last week. So, you know, Zach, whether you know it or not, there's there's probably a little shame of, how did I let this happen? Or maybe it's projected shame of, you know, why didn't they not do whatever so I wouldn't end up with this broken leg? But regardless, shame plays a role in these stories. So to have our breakthrough... To answer your question, we start by meeting the shame. That's what my coach, Robert Holden, calls it. So you kind of sit down with that shame and you say, hello. Hi there. I know you've got a message for me. And shame says, yeah, yeah, you should have been watching yourself. Yeah. What were you thinking when you pushed on? It says something like that. But instead of just letting it go around and around and around as the hamster wheel does, you talk back. You can do it with a journal. You can do it with your mind. But I'll just tell you from mm, 20 years of experience now, because I started doing this when I was 33, and I ain't no 33 no more. When you start doing this, When you write it down and you answer the shame, you're going to make a breakthrough because you're listening to what Kathy called in about. You're listening to the higher guidance. So when my shame was up and I said, oh, I can't even believe that I was willing to carry these groceries home and not call an Uber and not give in. No, no, I can't believe that I thought I was so darn strong. And when the symbol came through by kind of shaking in that right arm, I still didn't listen. I'm ashamed of myself. When that voice came through, I had to meet it and say, I hear that you're ashamed, but you know what? You were probably just trying to save a little money, not give in to an Uber. You probably weren't aware that you were injured. And then the shame voice comes back and goes, Yeah, but look at where I am now. I can't lift my right arm. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to be able to for a lot of summer. You know, all for some good Metropolitan Market chocolate chip cookies. But then you talk back to that shame and you say, I know it's painful. I know it's painful. To not be able to do what you want to do, what you're accustomed to doing, but you weren't bad, you weren't wrong for just doing all that you knew how to do. If you keep meeting that voice, Zach, the new programs begin. Please take a look at my website, www.coachdebbie.com. I love to give you help there. Until next Thursday, namaste, my friends.